PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. You guys want to go do some shopping? Head over to RockyMountainATVMC.com because they are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. So you know what? Head over there because they have free three-day shipping over 75 bones. It's super easy to see why you guys should be doing that. And But first, you guys know what to do. Head over to KieferInkTesting.com right now. Click on the RMATVMC banner. And what that does is gives us a snippet of what you guys are purchasing. Helps us out. Let them know Let them know over there in, uh, in Utah that you guys like this show and you want to continue to uh, support us and support them. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. We appreciate it. FXRRacing.com. Use the code KKMX35 to save yourself... 30% off anything over there on their website. They got new gear. Gear is coming um, coming along nicely. It's in stock. I know a lot of guys have had problems with that in the past, uh, but it's coming in stock. So head over there. Do yourself a favor. Get the new Helium or Revo line. Those are two of my favorites. And if you're over there, you can also go over to uh, the helmet section. Get yourself a 60 FXR collab. Very, very cool colorways and uh, one of the safest helmets out there right now. So, KKMX35 will save you 30% over there on FXRRacing.com. You guys want to have a, a better engine or better suspension? Racetech.com. Head over there, browse around, and, of course, you can always email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. But get yourself a better ride, especially on race day when it gets rough and crappy, gold valves, and you want to pull a whole shot or two. Uh, Andrew over there can do can. Yes, he can. That's right. I said can, not can't. He can get yourself a vortex, and he can map it and get you down out of the hole the quickest off the gate. I had a chance to race on Sunday. I haven't raced in a while, and I had a vortex ECU mapped in there, and it is awesome. So, uh, yeah, Racetech does it all. Go visit him, Racetech.com. Sales at Racetech.com is the email to save. Use the word Kiefer. You can order stuff on that email right there, and they'll get you shipped out, and you'll be uh, be uh, smiling on your way. So, uh, yeah, so thank you to all of my sponsors, and um, I appreciate it. Works Connection, Power Motorsports, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas, Pro Taper, 6D, Helmets, Oregon Old Timers Association, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop, Plum Creek Funding, and Blood Lubricants all on board today. And, of course... If you happen to have an injury, you know, you need an MRI, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575 in Riverside, Cal- I'm sorry, Colton, California, if you're in Southern California. Robert over there gives the best deals to the Kiefer Inc. listeners. Great guy. And uh, just mention my name, and he uh, can get you an MRI quick and cheap, 350 bucks. That's without insurance. They do, they do take insurance, but if you want in and out, um, that's what I do. I pay cash because I don't want to wait for my insurance. If you're um, if you're able to do that, he'll get you in and out of there and help you out. So, Robert, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. All right, so we're revisiting the 2022 CRF250R today. Last time we did a, a, a show, we were up north in Oregon for the Honda intro. We gave a first impression. Obviously, you guys know I've ridden this bike a little bit. But now that I've had more time on it, uh, I have, my child has, um, we're going to get Eric from Works Connection on there because Eric has purchased one himself. We're going to talk about what he likes about it, and I'm going to give you some settings. A lot of you guys have been up my ass about what's the baseline settings. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple mufflers that I've tried to increase the power on this thing. So we're going to go over the CRF250R and really deep dive this thing to give you the best settings possible uh, because this is a very popular machine right now 
And then you know, you know what else we're going to do? We're going to do a shootout, a little mini shootout before we do the big shootout between the Yamaha YZ250F and CRF250R over on racerxonline.com. So we plan on filming that next week. So you can look for that over on RacerX's website. So we're trying to get this thing buttoned up and give you guys, uh, I guess, the right direction on where to go because there's many types of riders. I get a lot of emails for, hey, I have a 135-pound kid, and then I'm like, hey, I just bought this. I'm a 180-pound dude. So we're just going to try to dissect both sides, heavier guys, vet guys, lighter kids, uh, give you just a direction on what I feel like uh, you guys should do. Then also some um, shortcomings that I think I think that the Honda has uh, after riding it here, my tracks, Paula, Glen Helen, State Fair, so a wide variety of terrain. So we're just going to do a deep dive and give you some more info because I know the first impression uh, was a lot of lollipops and rainbows, and there was some things that I I addressed there. But the track itself was, although fun, Mountain View is a very fun track. We've had minimal time up there. And it was a lot of wood chips, and it wasn't horribly rough. So now that we've been on some rough tracks and deep tracks and hills and the things that we do over here in Southern California, uh, we'll give you some settings. So you East Coast guys can also try these settings. I feel like they would be pretty good for sticky and deep dirt. And um, But, yeah, so we're just going to head over there right now, and we're going to call Eric from Works Connection and give you a reason, uh, a few reasons, I should say, why – uh, he bought that bike and just give you an honest opinion from a guy that knows the industry and been around a little bit and has bought and, bought and, and purchased uh, many bikes. So here is Eric from Works Connection. All right, we got Eric from Works Connection. The reason why I brought him on uh, the show today just because I feel like I don't get enough, uh, I guess, real-world buyers on my show. So, Eric, you just purchased a... 2022 CRF250R. We know you've been on other bikes before, so I guess give the listener here the rundown on what you have been riding the last five years or so. So quite a few different bikes. A lot of 350s. Um, I had a 7 ATM 350. I've had a Husky 350. I've ridden a KTM 250 in 18. Uh, YZ 250 yeah. 19 and current uh, before I bought the Honda I've been riding a YZ125 for the last 6 months. So you're basically you're more geared towards a smaller CC motorcycle. I am. I'm you know I weigh about 160. I'm I don't a 450 is fun for me, but it's too much bike. I had a a 19 KX450 I rode for about 6 months and it's just for me and my size and my ability it's just too much bike and it's, it's, I won't say it's easy. It's, it's not easy. Nothing's easy, but I feel like I ride it for the first few laps and then it rides me the rest of the day. <laughs> right. That's what, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, yeah I do prefer the smaller bikes for sure. Uh, so just for people out there wondering where Eric lives, Eric's based in Northern California. So the tracks you ride are what Eric? I ride Riverfront in Marysville. I ride East street in Marysville. And then I ride the, PCMX, which is the Hangtown track in uh, Folsom area, mainly mainly those three tracks and some private tracks, but mainly those three. I get a lot of heat from you, uh, Northern California guys, because when I when I talk about California in general, and I talk about we don't have soft dirt, uh, these Northern California guys yell at me and say we got soft dirt up here. You know, Southern California is not the complete state. Like, so you guys do have some riverfront is pretty soft. Riverfront is is hard okay you know it, it has some soft parts zeb does a good job he imports some dirt but riverfront as a whole is harder pack Street, just two miles away is a sand-based riverbed um, i've been riding there since mid 80s so it's changed a lot it used to be a lot more sandy now kind of the sand but a harder base and then Prairie City is kind of in between, depending on the prep. I mean, they, they bring in rice holes. Zeb runs that track also. Um, it's it's loamy, it's soft, it's muddy in the morning, and then by 1 o'clock, it, it can be baked again. So it's a, it's a wide range. Okay, so you purchased the Honda. And, of course, the number one reason that people are going to ask me, why did you go to a red bike 
and the CRF 250R, you know, more specifically? Yeah, you know, I've always liked Hondas. Um, I'm not a fan of the twin pipes, if I'm being honest. Yep. So when they went to twin pipes, I kind of went away and got into more of the Austrian brands and some different bikes. We're now a team sponsor, or we've been a team sponsor of Honda for the last few years. Um, and I thought, you know what, I, I like the Honda. I like the single-sided exhaust. To me, a Honda always looks really nice. They're easy to work on. Just quality. I like I like working on it. I like everything about the Honda. Um, and that's not a knock on any other brands. I like the Yamahas as well. But it just was. It seemed like the right time, and I needed you know change. We're always looking for something different to ride. So. Right. It's funny because I get a lot of guys talk to me and be like, "Hey, I'm coming off of a Yamaha. I just bought a Honda." Uh, and most of the time, which is funny to me, is these guys just same thing like what you said i just want to change and the way the honda looks it's so sexy looking like it makes me want to go ride that and that's why i purchased it yeah it does i mean it's hard to it's hard to beat a honda i'm sorry it's you know there's something going back you know into the mid 80s it's just it was team honda that was the team that's i mean it was a team you look up to and if you ever had a chance to ride for a team that would be the one and it's that's ingrained in my mind a little bit of course but and still to this day, I think they're probably the best looking bike in the pits. Right. Yeah, I I tell that people to, to the people all the time. Like, I walk out into the garage and I got you know different colored bikes out there, and I look over at the Honda. I'm like, gosh, it just makes me want to go riding. And then on the 450 side of things, I ride it, and then I'm like, oh, it's not exactly what I hoped it would be. But the 250 on the other hand, I look at it. I'm like, it makes me want to ride. And then I ride it, and it's super fun for me to ride. So I guess. What is your initial impression when you first got on it? What did you think? Uh, initial impression, you know, I sit on the Honda. I didn't even move the bars. I picked it up at the dealer. I bought it, local dealer. I sit on it. I put our levers on it. It's It just feels perfect. It just feels comfortable right, right out of the box sitting on it. The ergos are, for me, I'm like 5'10". It's, it's just perfect. Um, so initial thing, and then riding it, it's, you know, my first impression was the motor is really good i like the the low to mid i never i haven't ridden a previous generation honda mm -hmm. but from what i've been told they're all revving rever motors um like which was like my ktm was 250 was a, a high rpm motor mm -hmm. it definitely for me felt on par or close to a yamaha down low it has a really solid mid and then it feels like it signs off a little bit it's hot but you know, again, it's a brand new bike. I've only, I'm just under six hours on it at the moment. So I've ridden it three or four times. Um, but overall, first impression is it's good. I like how it handles. I like the cornering. I like everything about it right now. The forks are my only issue. Uh, the forks feel really stiff yep. for my weight and, and speed. I've been trying a lot of different settings, um, trying to go softer on compression. And I've ended up taking out a little bit of oil out of the forks. And it's getting better, but it's still, there's everybody, I, even guys I let ride the bike are surprised at how stiff the forks are. Yeah, so just some backstory on that. Uh, when we were doing some R&D previously, and this is, well, this maybe early, well, late 2000, uh, early 2020, we, we went through several fork settings for this bike. And in the world of testing, we have me, I'm 170 pounds, and we have another rider that's about 150 pounds, which is a Japanese rider, and then we have a, a guy that's a little bit bigger than me, 180 pounds. So we came to the conclusion that if we tried a little bit of a softer fork spring, because right now it has a .50 newton meter, uh, millimeter and fork spring in there, so we tried to soften that up. It just it just dove too much, and even for the 150-pound guy, which he rides pretty aggressively, it just felt like it was a little bit... Uh, the right attitude wasn't right on the track. So we we wanted to bring up that fork. But I think uh, maybe we should have matched it in the rear a little bit. Maybe we could have went to a, a, a .50 newton millimeter uh, rear spring because point um, – I'm sorry, .50 newton millimeter on the shock spring and then there's a .48 on the fork spring. So I think we should uh, maybe go up on the shock and the lighter guy – I uh, just thought that was too stiff. So we decided to leave the .48 on the fork. Um, we did try 
getting some oil, uh, taking some oil out like you did, Eric? I guess you took 20 cc's out. Right. I took 20. And I think the fork spring, I thought they were four nines, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So we, uh, they're 0.48 Newton okay. millimeter. A lot of guys, when we tried to go up, we tried to go up to a 0.49 and it just wasn't, it's just too stiff. I know some of the MXA guys have been going out with Showa and they've been trying to go stiffer on the rear shock spring and some guys like it, some guys don't. So for me, like I told you on the phone before, like you took in 20 cc's out, I feel like maybe that's not as good for me because it loses control, but a lighter guy like you, maybe it needs just to move more. And you said even taking some of that out, you still have an inch or so left of travel? Yeah, before I took the oil out, I would still had two and a half inches of travel left of Oh. I took uh, oil out. I'm still, I still have over an inch before I bought in this thing. So still taking that oil out helped, helped feel a little bit and it helped get it to, you know, go through the travel more, but I still have, you know, more to go. Yeah. So for you guys at home that are looking for a little bit more comfort, just like Eric, um, you can try taking a little bit of oil out. If you notice that it does help. Uh, Eric and I have discussed this, and maybe if you are going to get a revalve and whoever, Race Tech, Factory Connection, um, to me, where this um, fork can improve is in the mid-speed valve. So if you guys can soften up the mid-speed valve a little bit or give the the suspension tech a direction on where you guys want to go, this would really help them. So uh, softening the mid-speed a little bit and then trying to retain the, the stock oil level I think will help move that more, get you past that harsh part of the travel, and just give you some more front-end comfort. Do you have any issues with front-end traction, Eric, like leaning in? I don't. It all seems good. Uh, you know, I haven't run uh, Pirelli tires for a long time, and I've had zero issue with the, the lean-in, pushing, none of that, even though the forks feel stiff. And I, I, you know, so I don't know. It is a tire I'm not familiar with but it's been working. That part of it is fine. The turn in, everything is good. Uh, you're still on the 190-19 rear? Correct. And, As of right. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I feel like you guys can go to a 110. The reason why Honda doesn't do that, obviously, Pirelli is a lightweight tire. So if you weighed a Dunlop tire, instead of Dunlop tires and then a, a Pirelli, you're almost losing almost two pounds. So that's a big weight difference. And when you're trying to drop weight as a manufacturer, every little ounce matters. So Pirelli has really good lean angle traction. I like the MX32 mid-soft tire. I just feel like this bike has enough juice that it could use a 110. So maybe that's a direction you guys you know want to go to. Uh, all right, so now, Eric, you got this bike. You seem to be happy with it. Your plans are to do what to it? My plans are to get an exhaust system for it, which I think will ultimately help uh, hopefully find an exhaust that gives it a little more over rev without affecting the low to mid because I really like that low to mid power. Mm -hmm. um, a little over rev for me would be helpful at times, whether I get a little lazy going into a turn and I just want to hold it on or you know, up hills. We, Hangtown has some pretty good hills, so a little bit more top would be nice. Um, I might do uh, Vortex Ignition, probably from XPR was my plan, once the, you know, that's developed, just to help overall. I don't ever get, I mean, none of my bikes, I've, I haven't never done any engine mods or anything like that. I usually just stick to a Vortex and a pipe. Right. And I try to tell the listener this, like, I know it's expensive, it's like a thousand bucks for an ECU, uh, but... If you were to weigh like, hey, Kiefer, what should I buy, an ECU or a pipe? For me, the ECU, there's more benefits. There's more, um, you'll be able to feel the difference with an ECU versus a muffler system. And a lot of guys think, well, don't I need a muffler system first before the ECU? Not necessarily. Like when we do these ECU maps, we have, uh, we do test these ECUs with stock muffler. Um, we do testing with aftermarket muffler. So it's not something that there is a specific route to go. Like if you want an ECU first and then get a muffler second, that, that is an option. But uh, So I have tested the Yoshimir muffler like we talked about, and it does, the one that they're going to come out with will help mid to top end. You get to retain the stock 
bottom-in character, which is important to me. And uh, I told Yosh guys this firsthand. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of last year's mufflers because dual system. It just seemed like it was loud, lost bottom in, and it didn't really uh, gain anything anywhere. So it just really didn't make sense to me. So I was relieved that the new Yosh system is, is better than stock, which is very hard for a muffler company to do nowadays with sound restrictions and just trying to keep the sound dBs low. So that's not an easy task for those guys to do. But uh, I think that's the right thing. An ECU, a muffler, and a little bit of suspension work for you, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I don't, and I think, you know, maybe just a muffler only. I don't even know if the full system, it seems like the header is good. It just feels like the muffler lacks a little bit in that over rev. Yeah. Um, so when we did try, we actually my, tried the slip on, the, the Yosh slip on, and it actually helps mid range and a little bit of top end, but wasn't a lot of more over rev than stock. So adding that head pipe to it really helped over rev. So, okay. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. it. It's tough. You know, you get a brand new bike and you're excited about it. And I'm more excited to ride even at 54 than I've probably been in a long time. And, and then nobody has any parts available. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it takes a while to develop and we're in the same boat. We're developing our products and, you know, it's, it's, a, I understand it. But as a fanatic who loves to ride right now, it, it's tough. It's hard being patient. Yeah, so I get a lot of guys that come up to me at the track and a couple things like, hey, no one has any gear in stock. FXR, there's, I can order it, but it's on back order for a month and a half. Or, hey, uh, I can't get a muffler. Like, there is no mufflers available. Everyone, It's out of stock. Uh, it's tough to get anything right now. So even worse connection over there, you guys... I've had to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Like people are just demanding product right now, eh? It's it's tough, you know. It's uh, it's a juggling act. Uh, we're we're trying to maintain, you know, business sales are good, and but every process we do between raw materials is getting harder to find. You know, we make everything in the U.S., but just getting materials or machine shops that we're using are having a hard time getting materials. Finding people to, that want to work is another huge issue. Uh, everything from powder coating to anodize, everything is taking three to five times longer than normal because they're all slammed with other, you know, products as, or customers as well. And, uh, it's, it's a shell game for us right now. It's, it's tough and it's, it's, it's fine keeping everybody happy and distributors happy and our mail order guys and all of our partners happy. It's, uh, it's not easy, but we're doing the best. We work really hard at trying to, to get all this stuff done and get it out the door and we're just it's it's difficult at the time but uh it's it, busy is good and we're just trying to get through it what's your number one selling product uh, right now i mean we do a lot of radiator braces um really? important as we do a lot of start devices you know our pro launch is used by team honda and star yamaha and and a lot of guys we have you know that keeps us uh, very busy um, a lot of different stuff, obviously brake caps, engine plugs, but the two main things, uh, would be probably radiator braces and start devices at the moment. So, uh, I'm just going to say this cause I really wanted to talk to you about this, not just to make this about you, but I feel like you, you were, you were down and out a little bit. You weren't really in to riding not too long ago. I would give you crap all the time. You're going to go ride. He's like, eh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ride right now. Just, just kind of fell out of love with it for a little bit, but now we're back. Yeah, yeah, we're back. And you have given me plenty of crap. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, to be honest, I actually uh, had a little health issue. I got a thyroid issue that I'm dealing with, uh, Graves' disease. So uh, this was this has been a couple of years ago. Yep. And the doctor recommended, hey, you got to back off. You know, I'm, I was avid mountain biker. You know, I love moto. And he said, you got to watch that heart rate and do this and that and so it kind of kicked my butt. I lost like 20 pounds, which I'm not too big the guy to start with. So I was down under 140 for a while. And so then I started slowly getting getting healthy. I quit. I just quit riding. I quit mountain biking. I just wanted to focus on health stuff. Yep. And, and a couple of buddies of mine had trials bikes. Like, why don't you come out and try some trials? So I started riding trials. And pretty soon it was like, this is fun. This is a little bit of fun, but it's these guys are good. And I, if I want to get better, I got to spend some time. So I started riding trials 
was a little easier on the body and I got hooked. And to be honest, I mean, I did that probably for a year and a half straight and very little moto, if any, in there. Um, and now I still love trials, but the moto bug has bit me again pretty hard in the last six to eight months. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do both, but right now I'm doing about 90% moto. Right. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, it, it's, it's tough. Cause for me, moto, it's all about the everything sport. It's all about the people involved. And I've got a great group of moto buddies. Right. Yep. And I great group, uh, you know, our trials family, we call it. And it, so I'm, I'm juggling both. I'm trying to do both. Um, but right now moto is my focus and we're, we're going Wednesdays to East street. We're riding the weekends. I'm riding with Zeb and Tom, you know, a bunch of my buddies and, it's just a good time. It's pretty cool to hear you say that because I think about that all the time. Like when you go ride by yourself, which I think everyone that listens to the show has done at one point or another, it's just not the same. Like you, no. have, you have your buddies that you go with. It makes the day. Like, yeah, you love riding your dirt bike, but having your buddies come back to the truck or the van, hang out and bullshit, and then go out and ride with them, it just makes for a fun day. So my guy is my kid, right? Aiden is my guy. Uh, so it's when he's down or he's not riding, it's just not the same. So it's cool to hear you say that. Like you got to have quality riding buddies to be around you to make it even, even a better experience. It is like, you know, my son Brock rides quite a bit and it gives us a chance, you know, to and from the track to have conversations and it is it's just a camaraderie. You know, you, you hang out with your buddy track, giving each other crap. You're, you know, you're just pushing your, their butt. It's just a good time. I mean, it's, if somebody's not into it, it, it's hard from the outside to explain that to somebody. But it's like, it's, I mean, the people are everything about both of sport. No matter what discipline you're in, it's just hanging out with your buddies and having a good time. Yep, I agree. All right, so Eric Phipps from Works Connection, a real-life CRF250R purchaser. That's right. You didn't get it for free. No, I bought it. Local dealer. How much was that? Uh, I pay retail. I don't get any deals. Even though we're, everybody asks me that. They're like, you're, you're a sponsor of Team Haunted. You get a free <laughs> And I didn't see that in the contract, but I'm going to have to maybe see if I can get that added in because I am really liking the red bikes at the moment. I even bought one for my son. So we're going to, we're going to be on matching bikes. I'm yeah. number eight. I've been number 18 forever. So people are giving me, my buddies are giving me crap. <laughs> I think I'm a, a jet wannabe and so maybe i'll put a donut sticker on my bike i don't know what i'm doing oh my gosh it's all fun but no i bought my bike i paid for it you know it's it's just normal so what we do that's good i'm glad you're uh you're up you're healthy back riding and enjoying it so uh yeah look forward to seeing you and uh yeah g- oh. uh, keep on uh Keep on down yeah again we got a trip couple trips planned we got to come down we got to wait till it rains in the desert and then We'll come play. And vet nationals, maybe? Uh, maybe. All right. My yeah. buddy Tom's doing it. I'm thinking about at least going, and I'm figuring if I'm going to be there, why don't I bring a bike and at least ride one of the days? I don't know. Yeah, it's better than sitting around. Trust me, uh, I've been there. Like, you can be at the track not riding, and I've been around Aiden doing his stuff and didn't race, and I was, I was more tired when I got home than I was if I was actually racing. Watching is tiring. I went yesterday to Hangtown and watched a local race, and it is. It's it, it's weird. I, it's, I can't explain. <laughs> it's, it's taxi. Easier, easier to go riding. That's right. All right, Eric, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. See you. See you. Hey, guys, we'll be back with the second half of our show. But first, listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. There's discount codes in here. We'll be right back. We're going to talk more CRF250R. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! 
Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintedDone.com. I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintedDone.com. Let's get into this t-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintedDone.com. That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintedDone.com. <laughs> you an older dude looking to race some races? Maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com, 1040. Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F. Every 10 hours, now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is. They even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them, ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Kiefer Ink Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, Ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. All right, we're back with the second half of our show. Thank you for supporting our advertisers and listening to those commercials. Save yourself some money. Do it. Here we are, CRF250R. 
All right, so that was Eric Phipps from Works Connection. Uh, I just kind of wanted to put him on this this show just to give you guys a real-world uh, outlook on someone that purchased the bike. And, uh, yeah, he's no BS, so he rides two to three days a week, and uh, that's his opinion on the machine. So let's get down to it. What do I think? What is the direction that I feel like you guys need to go? Let's, let's just piggyback off what Eric said about suspension. Let's start there first because I think that is – uh, the most important thing about this machine. So for me, I'm 170 pounds. Here are my settings that I feel like I would use if you're around my weight. Even if you're a slower rider, I do feel like there needs to be more compliancy within the fork. You guys heard me talk about the mid-speed valve within the fork. So if you guys are going to go a direction, I would try to rework or soften that mid-speed valve up. You can tell your suspension company that. But if you guys are working off of stock settings, here are my settings. So, yes, I do go from, on the fork, I do go from a stock compression clicker setting, which is 12. I'm there at 10 clicks out. That softens it up a little bit. It gives you a little bit more compliancy through that mid-stroke that I like, especially coming into corners. Eric didn't seem to have that much trouble on lean-in, but I do with this bike. I feel like when I lean, there is a little bit of harshness, which for me doesn't give me the best front wheel feel, uh, especially when the track starts to turn hard pack with little edges on it, a.k.a. Glen Helen. I need to soften that up and get some more feeling on that MX-32 mid-soft. So I go to a compression reading of 10 clicks out. Rebound. So as I'm opening up that compression, I want to slow the rebound down. 13 clicks out is the standard clicker setting. I slow it down to 11. Okay, so I'm at compression 10, rebound 11. And I'm at a height, a fork height of 3 millimeters. Stock is 5 millimeters. I drop the fork a little bit. And uh, I will say this. Even though the 450 and 250 share the same chassis, the frame, the 250 doesn't feel nearly as rigid as the 450. Yes, you can tell it has a firm feel, but unlike the 450 where I feel like most of that rigidity feel is in the chassis, I feel like some of this rigidity is just in the fork. I have tried softer settings within the CRF 250R, and I do like them. Just be careful that you guys don't go so soft that you get a lot of front-end dive or you guys go so so soft that you're actually riding in the mid-stroke, which can make it feel harsh, okay? Uh, the shock setting, 105 millimeters of sag. Low speed compression, the stock reading is six out. I don't have a huge problem with the shock. I feel like it does need a little bit of a stiffer feel, so I back it to five clicks out. Uh, high speed compression stock is two and one sixth out. I keep it there. I feel like the high speed compression is good. I like the balance of the bike. Uh, I just want a little bit of um, some more hold up when I'm exiting corners. So I tried high speed going a little bit stiffer and I didn't like the balance. So simply going one click on the low speed helps out a lot. Rebound down is 11 clicks out in stock. I went to 10. And that is it on the shock. To me, most of the problem area is within the fork. And when I say problem, I'm trying to use air quotes here. It's not that big of an issue unless you're light. Eric is, uh, like you said, 150 pounds. He needs some little bit uh, of more action within the fork. He needs it to move. So he has to soften it up. I told Eric, and you guys can back me up on this, is 20 cc's is a lot of oil to take out. When we do these tests in production... We go two, three cc's, and I can feel a difference. When you go 20 cc's, I feel like that's a lot of oil, and you could lose control. I know some other media outlets may be going that way, but I feel like that is a lot of oil, and the fork can lose control. So maximum, if you are going to take some of that out, you can try 20 if you want, but try going 10 cc's out on the, on the oil. Just take 10 cc's out. I, that would be the maximum that I would take out. Any any more than that, I feel like you need a valving change. Um, the volume of the oil, what's in there, I feel like is in there for a purpose to help control bottoming resistance. And even though maybe your your zip tire or your 
your rubber O-ring or whatever you're using on your fork leg isn't all the way down, and maybe you have an inch just like Eric, and you're taking oil out and you still have some travel left, you need to change the internal settings. Taking that oil out will lose control, and when that fork starts to get warmed up and hot mid-moto, let me just tell you something. It will do stuff that you may not be ready for. And when I say control, control is very important in our world of riding because we like consistency. You hit the bump seven times, you want the fork or shock to do the same thing seven times. When you start taking oil out, that fork starts moving a little bit more and it loses a little bit of control, loses a little bit of dampening feel. And then when it gets warm, it starts going uh, a little bit faster feeling. And then who knows how that's going to react for you guys on the track. So just keep that in mind when you do it. Now, if you guys are a lighter rider, say like my kid, 135 pounds or whatever, I feel like you will need to drop the spring rate on each end. So you guys need to drop the spring rate on each end. I have uh, tried this with my kid. He seemed to like it better. Even though he's a fairly aggressive rider, he rode better when the spring rates were dropped and... uh, 0.48 newton meter on the shock and you can go uh you can try going to a 4.6 newton meter on the fork but that was a little bit soft and maybe you can split it and try to get a a 0.47 newton millimeter uh on the fork spring and that could help that would be my recommendation to you so that is the baseline setting for me i will try to throw some of that up on keyforinktesting.com if you want in an article form uh again Important to take note, just don't draw oil out of your fork. And if you do, don't take more than 10 cc's out because, like I said, control is important. Engine feeling. So as I got here at home and rode a lot more tracks, uh, I know we said the KTM and Yamaha had a baby. That would be the Honda, and that's how the engine character would feel. Even though the Yamaha has more torque, I still feel like, It is a freer revving engine than the Yamaha. I like the Honda engine. Uh, It it needs a little bit more top in and over it. I feel like it's short, but the benefit is that you can actually short shift this machine and it'll pull it, unlike last year where it wouldn't do that. So if you got to come out of a corner and shift to third gear, you can do that with the 2022. You couldn't do that last year. Uh, So I have tried gearing specs I stuck with stock. I felt like that was the most uh, benefit for my weight. My kid seemed to like gearing. It seemed to pull it good uh, or well coming out of a corner from second to third gear. And uh, so just try to keep that gearing stock if you can. If you're looking for some more power, like I said, uh, the Yoshimura system that I've tried is really good. They're supposed to have that out here shortly. If not, it's not if it's already out. Uh, If you guys are wondering about a slip-on or a full system, the slip-on will help mid-range pulling power and a little bit of top-end over stock, but it does not increase the over-rev. So if you're looking for the maximum benefit in engine feel, the full system will give you the same amount of pull down low, but a little bit better RPM response, a better mid-range, a wider, I should say, not better, it's a wider mid-range with a top-in and over-rev that pulls longer than the stock system. Um, you guys are wondering, how how do you feel that in the world of testing? So if you go to your favorite track, right, and you come out of a corner and it's a long straightaway and you're in second gear, try coming out of the corner in second gear and see and staying in second gear and see at what point do you feel like it just stops pulling, right? So do you have that marker in your head on the side of the track, whatever it is. If it's a bump, if it's the point on the track, whatever it is. And then if you want to stick your other muffler system on, and this is something that you guys should do. It's I recommend it. Just don't stick it on because it, this system's really easy to put on. So you can do it at the track. Ride the stock system. Get your new system. Put it on at the track. And then that way you can feel the difference if you, if you guys care. I mean, obviously, some of you guys don't give a shit and just going to put it on in your garage and go ride and have a good time. But if you want to feel the difference and you can tell – like I said, use second gear, come out of the corner, make a point at the track, put the other system on, and see how much farther you can go past the stock point just for shits and giggles so you guys can actually see it. That's usually what I do. I'll go to a track. I'll pick something off the side of the track, 
when that second gear's and it revs out and it stops pulling, I'm like, okay, uh, I get whatever part you know they put on or the, this exhaust system, for example, and I come out of the same corner, leave it in second gear, and then I'm going past the point of where the stock one ran out, and then this one runs out maybe 50 feet later. So you're getting some extra room in second gear, and then third gear, you're getting some extra room to pulling power. That's how I noticed how good the Yoshimura is because it pulls farther from my stock point um, than the stock system. So that's just a little tip for you guys, a little testing tidbit for you guys. So the Yoshimura system is good, thank God, because last year I was getting really worried. The production system wasn't that great, and I was like, holy shit, man. Uh, it was loud. Uh actually lost some bottom end power and then it didn't really give me anything in the mid to top and it was just like a really frustrating system so uh it's good to see yoshimura develop and some develop something good for the production world uh, which is us normal consumers out there fmf is sending me one to try so i'm going to try that so hopefully that'll be uh as good if not uh better than the yosh and if it's not at least it'll be hopefully better than the stock system chassis feel uh, for you guys that are wondering, if you guys think it's still a little bit of a stiffer feel, you still can do the old school trick on the engine mount. You can drill a five millimeter hole through the top mount straight in the middle. That does help chassis flex. And for me, uh, you know, I may or may not have an extra uh, set of uh, top mounts, okay? Top engine mounts, engine hangers, and have done the old trick to that. And it does help. Uh, my kid didn't really notice it, but I did. So a 5-millimeter hole drilled straight through the middle. You guys can see that on the factory HRC bikes here, uh, Jet and Hunter's bikes. They have a hole in the middle. I haven't tried engine mounts from other companies, the aftermarket engine mount. haven't tried that. But to me, a hole drilled in the middle does suffice, and it does do the trick. If you feel like it's rigid after you've done stuff to your suspension, it's not something you should do right when you get your bike. Ride a def bunch of tracks, and if you got your suspension done, you still feel a little bit of rigidity, especially on lean, under bumps. You know, when you're trying to cut around or arc your corners, that's where I feel like it's a little bit rigid at times. Not not huge, but that 5-millimeter drilled in the middle will help that situation and give you some more tire contact patch. Ergonomically, just like Eric said, for me, man, you hop on a Honda feels really good uh the rider triangle is really nice the the clutch for me i'm i'm not a hater on cable i like the cable feel uh i do like eric's works connection clutch perch that makes it really nice feeling the pull is good uh lifespan of the clutch to me is better than previous years so that is good um we have abused this thing it's so far hasn't puked uh any cooling out when it gets hot aiden uh, completely destroyed the motorcycle not too long ago. He uh, scrubbed it off a jump, scrubbed too hard, landed in a braking bump, and then just obliterated himself. Uh, you guys can go back on my Instagram and check out his helmet, uh, 60 helmet. It's completely trashed, and uh, he walked away from it unscathed, but bent the subframe, uh, twisted the bars, uh, the bar mounts, jacked up the radiator, just completely screwed up my brand-new <laughs> test bike. And uh, we, we got some new parts for it, went back out. I've had zero problems besides that, and that was rider error, not the bike. So, so far, so good. We have about 16 hours on her right now. And for me, it's one of the most fun 250s that I have uh, ridden so far. Like I said, we will do a little thing for Racer X comparative to the Yamaha, and that will be something interesting to see if uh, a wide variety of guys. We're going to have vet dudes, young dudes, myself, ride both bikes and see which one they like better. Uh, we're going to obviously leave stock settings. We can adjust clickers and things, but we're not going to do what we're going to do in the 250 shootouts, which is revalve suspension and uh, really hone in on what you can get out of each bike. This was just going to be a really quick stock, to, um, stock versus video. So some of you guys have been asking for that, so that's what we're here to do to please. So, do you guys have any questions about this bike? Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. Um, I will try to get an article up on my website, at least a baseline settings article, so you guys know what to do. But I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of update on what this bike is about, a little baseline setting that I have tried that works better, give you some more comfort. Um, 
If you guys need to write that down, you can rewind this podcast or just simply email me and I will give you the numbers and you guys can try that at home. I guess I can mention too, I forgot to have this written down, but if you guys are interested, yeah, Aiden was riding this thing. He really enjoyed it. Uh, if you go back to the last show we did with this this bike, he was all pumped on it. It was like, this is the best thing ever. Um, it lost his luster a little bit after his crash. Uh, he hopped back on it, and he still feels like he can go faster on a KTM. He likes that power delivery a little bit more, but he really enjoyed this Honda a lot. Um, out of all the Japanese bikes he has ridden, he prefers the Honda the most. So we kept him on KTMs just because he prefers that engine character and that steel frame feel. Um, but for me, I would uh, personally rather ride a Honda than a KTM 250. I feel like it fits my my weight and my riding style the best. Uh, KTM is a very neutral steering feeling and it steers very well. It corners nice. But for me, the Honda still is a little bit more front-end biased, and I like that because I'm a front-end steer. Uh, so, so far, uh, I've been pleasantly surprised on this Honda from the looks of it out there and these emails that I get. And from what I see, you guys really enjoy yours as well. So uh, we'll see what the other media outlets have to say about this thing, but I think it's going to be up there in the shootouts. And overall, I think it's selling really well from what I can see. You guys are buying these things up. And I go to these dealers, and they said they're sold out. So uh, the CRF250R, much improved for 2022. Uh, we will see how it stacks up in our little modified shootout, but nonetheless, fun bike to ride. Uh, that's it for this show. We're going to be back next week with a fun show. I'm going to say that with a fun show. I don't want to give it away right now, but uh, we're going to have a little fun on next week's show. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And, of course, support our advertisers that support this show. It keeps us up and moving and, uh, yeah, keeps driving these things out every week like we do. We try to get up one to two every week, and it's fun for me to do. It's fun for me to talk to you guys at the track. Uh, we're here to help you guys, settings, uh, thoughts, opinions, whatever it is. Man, we're here to do it for you. So Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Our door is open for you. We leave the light on for you. Someone gave me a cool slogan the other day. I was at the track. Shouldn't Well, Jamie from Twisted came up with this. He's like, uh, it's cheaper to Kiefer. Thought that was cool. Instead of cheaper, it's cheaper to Kiefer. It's cheaper to Kiefer. And it is. You come here, we try to give you the straight shot to uh, aftermarket parts, motorcycles. Um, try not to waste your money. Because God knows this shit's expensive to do, and uh, it's fun to do. But uh, it's it's addicting, right? Once you start, it's hard to stop. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, shit, I'm spending a lot of money on dirt bikes. So if you are spending money on dirt bikes, we're here to help you guys. We'll see you next week.